Let's go. How's it going, hey. my brother? I'm doing good myself. I'm the <laughs> They call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I am Bane Duke, also known as the Duke of Derps. Whew. That sounds crispy when you say it like that. Exactly. I thought about that this week while I was sitting in, uh, sitting in my room while I was bored. All right. And Project also, Bane. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. yeah Bane, uh, dead sniping team. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> you can find us on the internet in a few other places. Speaking of Bane Duke, you can find me there on Twitter at Bane Duke, B A N E D U K E. And you can find Charlie on Twitter at, oh, Charlie with an X instead of an A. You can also find me on YouTube at the uh, youtube.com slash the Duke of Derps, Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Duke of Derps, and you can find the Visoki Entertainment tw- YouTube channel as well at youtube.com slash Visoki Entertainment. Uh, and I believe Visoki is spelled V I S O K I I. Did I do that? Beautiful, beautiful, 100%. All right, and, and for entertainment. Yeah, and uh, so. Yeah, I the, the uh, football is crazy right now. Football Every is crazy the same way except one, which ended in yeah. absolute insanity. Like football is crazy. Wrestling is on fire right now. We have literally. Oh wait, though no, no, that table spot was a few months ago. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> just about. Other than that, my man, how how was your week, Garrett? Honestly, I kind of took a, I took I took a couple of days off this week because I was really exhausted from the last okay. few weeks of just going nuts and just streaming all the time. Um, and I respect that on a spiritual level. So I didn't level. watch wrestling until kind of late this week, but I watched like I watched weirdly. This is weird. Okay, so I'll talk about this for like two seconds. Weirdly, I I, I watched on Wednesday night. I watched Dynamite. I watched it that night. I was like, yeah, I watched like three a.m. or something like that. Same. I was bored. I and feel I was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm bored. It's three a.m. I'm not going to bed, so I'll, I'll, I'll watch this. And I did, and um, I enjoyed it. And I just didn't end up watching Rampage until like like last night or something like that um and then i watched dark tonight it was crazy i i i I was way behind this week but um i finally ended up catching up on everything so everything's a little more fresh in my mind i guess which is good but it's okay hey you know that's yeah because i usually like to be like on top of it but it's it's a little more fresh so speaking of fresh stuff that's in our mind let's go to our favorites this week charlie and i believe i am starting us off this week you take the lead I have uh, the the opening match of Dynamite this week, I believe, uh, which was the mixed tag match. Now, technically, it wasn't the opening of Dynamite, but it was the like the first match of the night. Yeah, um, was Adam Cole and Doctor Britt Baker DMD taking on the team of Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander, which honestly went off way way like different than I expected it to. Like when you add all the elements together that happened in the match, the setting up of the table, eventually Orange Cassidy accidentally sending Britt Baker through the table, which I thought was a phenomenal spot, which led to my favorite moment in the match, which I'll get to a little bit later on because you wanted to bring that up, Charlie. Um, But it honestly, it was like really nice to see a mixed tag match. The only thing I will say that I don't like about mixed tag matches in general is that we can't have both the wrestlers just wrestling each other that are because like, on the indies, you would just have these people wrestling each other, like all four. They wouldn't have like a, a stipulation where every time someone tags, they have to switch out, which I think is just a little clunky. I think if, if they want to just eventually do it, they'll just have matches. Just let them roll. Yeah. One, one day in AEW, I think there will be a precedent set where that'll just be what happens. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Tony Khan just doesn't like intergender wrestling or something like that, where he wants to have a specific set of matches that are that in that, like, you know what I mean? Um, Agreed. I think wrestling has evolved to a spot where we can have it and it can be very good. As you've referenced in the past, you know, watching uh, 
I believe Orange Cassidy wrestles certain certain ladies, right? I literally he's had some matches with um like Jordan Grace and Chris Statlander that I've seen yeah. that are pretty good. Like um like Jordan Grace, a lot of people give crap, but like you put her against Orange Cassidy and she does well. So I think there's a lot of wrestlers like that out there, honestly, that if you just put them against the right opponent, they will just look really good. Um, but I mean, I there were some really great spots in this match. Um, like it's great because both of them use a variant of the Canadian destroyer essentially. So Oh my like, god, that was so beautiful. Um, so like seeing them both like hit their, and you know, Orange Cassidy just looks so much more like violent for some reason. I don't know why, probably because of the way he does it, but like, I don't know, like seeing all the different, um, there was the crazy, wasn't there like a crazy stage spot too, or something like that with the special stage that they had? Yeah. Like, and Adam was trying, he dove in the way, so they didn't, they couldn't do it. Like they're, you know, protecting each other. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I believe Britt just says, fuck this and, you know, <laughs> just kicks. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it was. Uh, the story of this match is incredible. Yes. Like, um, yeah. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, like, the, the one thing we were going to bring up was Adam Cole did this thing he hasn't really done in a while. And he might have done it in AEW once, but I can't remember it if he has. Um, but he does this thing where, like, when something happens that really pisses him off, he just gets this look on his face of absolute, like, oh. insanity and rage. And when Britt Baker goes through the table... That's like the most genuine moment that I've seen them, him have where he should be reacting like that because it's his girlfriend, probably going to be his wife. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, and he gets put through the table by his like arch nemesis right now in Orange Cat. It just, it was a great moment. It was built up to extremely well in the match. Rip Baker took the bump really well, like, sold it extremely well. I mean, like, it was. And it was like, it was like she did set it up herself, I believe, or someone associated with her had set up the table. So it's like, you know, like they, it, it was just a very good moment in the match. And it was fantastic to see um, Adam Cole just like showing off literally everything that he can do. Um, and it's going to lead to eventually, we'll talk about it later on, to a lights out match. Um, against yeah. Adam yeah. Cole. At the end of the show, we'll kind of dive into the beach break history and what we got coming up next week. Fun, fun show. Even though the yeah. graphics look like a. a <laughs> if you don't got nothing nice to say, you don't say anything at all. Um, <laughs> I, I thought this match, dude, I, like I said, the story of it. I mean, this was a very fun story to follow, whether it's you can kind of they kind of played it up as Brit and Adam. You know, maybe it's the first time tagging together, you know, whereas Statlander it's and not, Cassidy, I don't think Statlander and Cassidy have had some his, uh, history doing this. And that brings me up yes. to something. Um, I want to say this is the fourth mixed tag match in AEW history. Yeah, uh, I'll run through them real quick. Kenny Omega and Riho versus Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. That sounds like a fun match. And then we had the iconic match: uh, Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill and Shaq. That was kind yeah. of the debut the of Jade. That, yeah, that Jade's was, moment. Yeah, where yeah. Shaq went through a table. And then uh, about f- six months ago, we had Chris Statler and Orange Cassidy versus the Bunny and the Blade. So they kind of they didn't mention as much. I mean, maybe because there's only ever been four in AEW history. They didn't really mention it as much as I thought they would. But I thought, you know, they did play it up a little bit. Um, a couple moments that really stood out to me, uh, Chris Statlander and that Blue Thunder Bomb is fucking amazing. Yes. Am I crazy to say I think Statlander might be the best wrestler on this roster? I don't know, man. Like <sighs> On the whole, like on the women's roster? Yes, yeah. I would say. Yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah, 100%. Yeah, women's side. Because I think she out-wrestles some of the men, too. But um, but maybe just, like, some. But, like, you know. Like, I, I wouldn't go as – I'm not going to, like, say tears. 
But I think in terms of like from the wrestling that I've seen, Statlander's I mean, near if the we top. Were separate she's it only into getting tears. better. If we were going to separate it into tiers, here's what I would do. I would take all the established champions that you've had in the past, right? Put them like at the top, obviously, because that's where they're viewed. Like um, Akaru Shida, Britt Baker. Yeah. Yes. Like those people, people that have been in there, people have been in title matches maybe. And then like below that, you have like Thunder Rosa, Chris Satlander, Ruby Soho, Penelope oh Ford, God. the Bunny, people that have been working for a long time to get to where they're at. You know what I mean? Um, but have never actually gotten to that next level up. I said, um, she's just she's just incredible. And I'm I'm constantly, every time I watch her, I'm, I'm more in tune with what's happening. Um, speaking of Statlander, this this brings up a, a question I have. Is, do we know Britt's next challenger? Um, wasn't one like kind of in pl- not 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 no really. right? They've been kind yeah. of holding out on it. We we don't know it anything, yet. And not to jump ahead, but she's not had anything scheduled for beach break. I don't believe so. So maybe just, maybe this is the beginning of running back Statland. Maybe they're like you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's put it on Statland. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, maybe that's she's the, the one that you could put it on. That, but the thing is, I think you're going to run into the same problem because then now there's going to want to beat Statlander. Like, yep. So. Yeah, um, I agree with you. If I had to pick a favorite two, uh, yours would have definitely been in my top two. I love that match. I'm a, you know, I felt like WWE did the mixed tag like thing a couple years ago, and it was fucking awesome. And I hope AEW continues this. I hope they got a taste of this and they're like, oh wait, we can do something here. I just want to see men wrestling women and yeah. not be considered like weird. And let me let me get Ruby Soho versus Malachi Black. I need to see it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, but my favorite this week is actually a match that I believe they threw together on the fly. Because Ruby Soho versus Brody King. Oh, death match. Yeah, that might actually there might be death. Uh, Nick <laughs> Jackson versus Trent Beretta. Um, Garrett, this yeah. match had no business kicking as much ass as it did. I think part of the reason why the the main event was as short as it was was because of how long this match was. Like yeah. it was just insane. Between, like between how you started Rampage and this match, it's like whoa. Rampage was live this week. I love seeing that. It makes me a little more interested in Rampage because yeah, unfortunately, when it's taped, I mean, if there's something big that happens, chances are it's gonna leak out. Just because AEW is now reaching that point of you know it's so popular and yeah, everyone wants to be the first spoiler and. You know, you and I know that very well as we follow, we follow Marvel and Star Wars. Everyone's always wants to be the first leaker. And it's like that with wrestling, too. They want to have their first name out there. But besides that, Nick Jackson and Trent Breda have insane chemistry together. Yes. I've thought I mean, for a long time Nick is just uber talented. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, one young buck's better than the other. But my God, Nick on his own. If if Matt were to ever get hurt or just may, maybe say he's done with wrestling or, you know, something. I would love to see Nick Jackson go on and run. And Nick is, I believe, the younger brother. So um, it's harder yeah. to tell when they're both bearded. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think Nick's younger by like three or four years. Yeah, so, I think so. I think I agree with you. I think Matt's the um, older one. Um, this, the, I did not expect Trent to win. I'm going to be honest. No, I know yeah, we just I returned. I know we just returned. And I understand that AW is actually very protective of people returning. But I thought mm-hmm. just the way it went, I was like, oh, really? Are they going to let this? And then he went, he won, and I was like, holy shit. Uh, basically, the closing segments, you know, Nick hits a 450 splash. He goes for the spin, goes for the pin. It's just a two count. He hits him with a super kick, goes for another. Trent counters that bitch and hits the strong zero. How do you, how do you feel about the strong zero as a finisher? Um, so, I mean, I like it as a finisher. Yeah, um, right. It, oh, and Trent, no more, as we noted last week, no more Trent question mark. He's Mr. Trent Beretta and he's getting no, fucking. No, he's not Trent. He's getting singles wins on 
fucking rampage. Let's go, Trent Beretta. Yeah, the only thing I wrote in my notes for this match was Jesus. All right. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, um, the major notes, I would say, chemistry was on point. This yeah. was fun. And I if they threw it together that day of, kudos to them. Whoever put this match together. Oh, yeah, because it was supposed to be a tag match originally between Rapungi Vice yeah. and the Elite. And so who, that whoever put through. that match together, I want to say. They probably just threw it together themselves, like you said, because they're both talented enough and they've both wrestled that match yeah. probably before a bunch of New Japan. You know what I mean? Like. Absolutely. So, hey, shout out to those guys. That's why – you know what? That's that's what I'll say. That's actually what I remember thinking while watching that match. This felt like the kind of match Rapungi Vice would have had with the with the Bucks in New Japan. Like that. that's what it felt like, a New Japan-style match, which AEW has every now and then because they have a lot of former New Japan talent, you know? Um, which I'm always down for. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, All right, so I guess that takes us to dark this week, right? Uh, well, well, real quick, we had a little oh, yeah, news, news we wanted to hit. News. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there's contract stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, so kind of throughout the week, if people I've seen on Twitter, maybe you've seen other wrestling uh, YouTube pages or just wrestling uh, pages in general covering this, some AEW contracts are coming up. Um, and this kind of makes sense, you know, we, we've known since the beginning of this company, Tony yes. Khan's not going to fire people. He's just their contracts are just going to run out and they'll either be re-signed or let go. And so far he's been true to that. Um K- uh, I believe Kaylee Ray in 2019 requested a release and he granted it and I I can't remember a specific moment after. We know a couple weeks I don't ago think he's ever said he's not going to grant people if somebody wants to just Yeah, go, exactly. It seems them, I think. I they want a, a healthy working environment and 3 years in as a company, maybe 4. They've proven it and they've their words have been gold with that. So like he just tries his best to get them to run out of the contract that way. Because that looks better for everybody, I think. You know what I mean? It's the way he kind of looks at it. You know and I, mean? I think with and a couple of these names, I want to bring up a theory that I think is going to make a little sense here. Um, All right. So there's five names that we know, whether it's from Fightful or other wrestling media. We know their mm-hmm. contracts are up. Um, Marco Stunt, Joey Janela, Brian Cage, Leo Rush, and AEW OG, as he goes by on Twitter, I saw, Mr. Peter Avalon. Yep. I noticed so, a trend with a couple of those names. They haven't been seen for months. Yes. Um, Leo Rush hasn't been on TV since the middle of that Dante feud. When yep. all that stuff with, uh, which we'll get into in a second with the big swole stuff went down pretty much since then. This like really since we've seen him. Yep. Peter um, Avalon. He was on dark recently. He's been on dark he was on dark this week, this week. Yep. Um, but Brian cage, I, I he had I been on the dark. The wingman had a match like two weeks, maybe a month ago, something like that. A t- three, a six man. I want to yeah. say against maybe gun club or somebody. But I believe did. Brian cage specifically, since we've been covering AEW with been this, on uh, channel AEW since he lost to MJF. Or not MJF, sorry. Yeah. He lost to who did he who did he lose? To? Joey Janela would be very shocking. And then obviously with Marco Stone, we kinda know he's pursuing. Joey Janela's just got a massive singles win over, over Sunny Kiss. That's a I would be shocked to see Joey Janela walk. So five names, five singles wrestlers, I mean in in a, in a way, you know. So I don't know. What what sticks out to you with this? Um well, there's one thing that really sticks out to me. The Peter Avalon thing is kind of surprising to me because, like you said, he seems like the kind of guy that kind of wants to stick with AEW, but they don't really use him. And the kind of guy that's embraced his role within the company. 
Yes, like he knows that he's not going to ever get that push, and neither probably will the wingmen. That's why they all got stuck together. You it's know? like um, it's like how Brandon Cutler's embraced his role. I mean, these guys have a role. Yeah, it's funny because Brandon Cutler will hit an actually perfect move sometimes, and you'll be like, "Oh, he actually is a wrestler." I forgot. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. same, a lot of a lot of the people. I think Marvez trained as a wrestler, or not Marvez? Sorry, um, uh, who's the Alex Abrahantes trained as a wrestler? Maybe he doesn't wrestle well, but like, I'm sure he goes to kind of take a bump, a bump. And like, um, Andrade's manager, I think, is a wrestler because he started fighting people a few times. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I mean, it's like everybody I think that's part I think to be in AEW at all you just have to be able to take a bump I think that's just like rule one like <laughs> and most of them probably just have in the past and you know maybe, oh, yeah, they, maybe they've managers, moved on yeah. to different parts of their career or whatever absolutely absolutely but um um I th- the Leo Rush thing is just kind of it's it's worrying man because like I'd agree we were talking about this before the show but it takes like it sets like kind of like a bad precedent especially with the recent stuff we that like, I brought up already with Big Swole like it, it really makes Tony Khan look real, real rough to some, uh, I think some of the talent potentially that's coming in. Like, okay, yeah. cause think about this. If you're like, if you're a wrestler, that's uh, African-American that maybe didn't like some of the things that Tony Khan had to say. Right. In the same way that Leo Rush appears to not have liked some of the things that he had to say, you know, and how um, Leo Rush publicly stood up for big swole. Absolutely. Um, would you would, does it make you second guess going and working with AEW at all because they already had this bad reputation for not pushing black wrestlers, you know? Um, and and I would imagine based off what I've seen from from like s- some black wrestlers that have covered this, like Righteous Reg and some other people that work for Fightful, they they've kind of set a precedent like Leo's leaving. This isn't this. Yeah, this I've seen is, some reactions like that. I saw some people that were. That's why I brought this up because that thought kind of popped into my head while I was like seeing some reactions on Twitter the other day, and I was and, just like, and I think it definitely makes it opens my eyes. I'm like, if if they Leo was really one of the only ones that you saw go public about this, and yet all of a sudden he's taking independent bookings. Leo Leo's well, announced for this is how it too. looks to me. I'm not yeah. trying to paint anything any type of way. This is just what I've observed. Leo Rush speaks up on Twitter. Leo Rush then doesn't get booked for months. Well, not months, but for weeks on end. It's probably like four His, or five weeks. Yeah, easily. A little over a month. You know, perhaps longer. And he wrestled and, tonight, by the way. So he's not hurt. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's true. So, and it's so it's not like they're not, they're just not putting him on shows and they're not putting him with Dante for whatever reason, you know? Um, even though they had massive chemistry in the ring. Um, it's like, I don't want to be the one to connect these dots here, but it looks really bad if you're somebody on the outside. Like, if I come in and then I speak up, am I just not going to get booked or am I going to get let go? You know, like... it. It The optics of the situation are it not looks good. Bad. I hope they can figure it out because obviously I love Leo. We, you love Leo. We, we've been Leo Rush fans for years at this point. We were sitting there while Leo Rush, because remember there was a, not a, a similar, but there was a little bit of controversy when he was with the WWE that got him not booked for a while, and it was a little weird because then he came back and they gave him a massive push. So they must have just known the potential that he had, and they didn't care at some point. But like, yeah, man, he for years was just not booked there. He's not booked here. If I, I mean, I don't blame him for just walking if he's not going to get booked where he goes. Hundred so. percent, he deserves to go wrestle and hopefully it's somewhere where they actually give a shit about him 
Yeah, it's like so for years I didn't get booked and pushed in WWE, and then I sign with you, and you don't do that either, and you expect me to stay. I mean, also, what? That's such a weird contract length, five months or whatever. Like, yeah, what the hell? That what was is that about? That is the weirdest I part seen, of it. I haven't really seen that mentioned anywhere, but Leo was just all elite. I might be able to pull up the exact episode. You probably could pull up. Yeah. Cause and I it's bet not you could that find long it. ago. If you find the photo, even you probably backlink it to the Twitter post. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's very strange. I guess like, I mean, like I said, we're just going to keep an eye on this really. So, Hmm. Um, either anyways, uh, September 30th is when they posted it on the AEW website. What so. the hell? And his bookings are up February 14th. That I is, don't... He could have been signed before then and they just didn't post it. You know I mean? Yeah. That's maybe September 14th. Maybe. I learned that trick. I don't know how I learned that trick actually for finding it back through the, through the Google yeah, search. That's but like anyway, a five month um, contract, huh? So brutal. Weird. Brutal. All right. You want to run us through uh dark elevation? Yeah. What elevation this week? Yeah, absolutely. Let me just pull up my notes really quickly. Um, yeah, so actually, Elevation actually opened with like a really, it wasn't a long match or anything like that. I don't think I can check the time on it really quickly. I'm actually curious because I don't actually remember. Um, hopefully this doesn't like play through or anything like that. That'd be awkward. But um, all right. Anyway, sorry. I'm going to just do that while I'm talking about this. But we had Matt Sayedel and uh, Lee Moriarty taking on a couple of jobbers um, to open up Elevation. And these are just the things that I noticed throughout the match. Everything that Lee Moriarty does, and I think I've said this a couple of times, just looks crisp, man. Like, it just looks great. I don't know why, but everything Moriarty does just looks great. Um, they had mad synergy in this in this match. Like, they were just, they looked like a tag team, more so than I think that Dante and Lee did. Or, sorry, Dante and Lee. Dante and um, Seidel did, or even Dante and Leo did. Like, I think they looked like a unit all, like, like they've been working on some stuff off off screen or something like you know what i mean they looked they looked good together um another cool thing was this match finish was a submission that i guess was passed down to moriarty from alex shelley who used to tag with matt seidel back in the day so that's just a cool little touch to throw in there even if that's not actually true even if alex really shelley had nothing to do not with just it. throwing these guys together man because there's something there I, I agree. I think there's a there's a tag team there, and especially like we've talked about this, and we'll get into this more when we talk about the the moment when it may have had a little bit of uh, significance later. But like, it's these two have a lot of potential, and Matt Seidel has been doing this for a long time. I mean, he was t- toiling away over in Lucha Underground for years. You know what I mean? Like just having yeah. like, ridiculous matches. You know. Anyway, um, that what we went from that match. Um, I don't actually know what the submission was called. That's what, but it was what was Alex Shelley's old submission, so you can find out what that was. But um, Ty Conti uh, had, a, had a nice little win uh, in the next match. Um, she used to tie KO to finish her. Nice opponent. to see her still pick up some victories. It wasn't like spectacular or anything like that. It was a good Ty Conti match. I guess the chick that she was wrestling, I believe, in this was. Um, I said chick. Wow, I sound like an absolute. Anyway, um, she she sounds like um. She was like some kind of like a um, uh, martial artist. So I, I like that okay. they give her opponents like that. And they do that with guys when they like, and they remember they were bringing that Ruas guy in for a while and they were doing the same thing. They were giving them actual striker opponents to, to fight against it. Yeah. It makes it feel a little bit more legit and a little bit different. Um, but it was a tie KO for the finish. You know, uh, I like that. She's got multiple ways to finish opponents. It's good. Um, mm-hmm. Up next we had uh, the gun club. Up. Yeah. 
Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it adds more verisimilitude when we're watching her in these big matches and she hits at that, oh, shit, she might actually pin her. Yeah, 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 because you never know. Like, I, And I think something AEW does well is that, like, your signature could also be your finish. You know what I mean? Like, it just happens. It's like kind of like when you're playing a wrestling game. Like, sometimes you hit the signature and it's like, oh, I can pin him here. Um, the blue Thunder Bomb. Absolutely. Um, so... Yeah, anyway, so the next match, we had the Gun Club uh, picking up a win against uh, a couple of tag team Dobsky brothers. Colton Gunn looked phenomenal in this match. I've done this before with him, but Colton, I think, might actually be like closer to Billy than Austin is in terms of his actual wrestling style. And it shows because yeah. he just does everything that his dad used to do, and it looks perfect. And like Taz was shouting it out in this match because he looked great. Um, I know some people hate the ass boys, but I feel like they have Taz, a spot in this company. Mark Henry, I think. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're great, honestly. And like later on in this week, we get some stuff with them that I think some people are going to be annoyed by, but like, I think that they might, I think they might be ready. Um, they used the Colt 45 to finish this one. It's a great finish. It's a great, great name. Move. Um, I like it. It's, it's just, it's a good, it's a, it was a good match. It was just a quick little, all right. So Frankie Kazarian got a squash. Um, he choked him out with the cross race chicken wing for the dub real quick about the guy he squashed. His name yeah. was LeBron. So not, this is the guy I was telling you about that I liked. Not sure. Um, he needs to change that name. But yeah, well, yeah. And if the name I agree. LeBron. <laughs> yeah, true. You, you know, can't. that's that's one of those names, man. I mean, I know he spelt it different, but still. I know. Yeah, he's gonna have to change that probably. But I liked what he had in the ring. He looked interesting. Um, Great look. Yep. And uh, he did some interesting stuff. Like I think he was trying to like every now and then a couple of these guys will just be like, yeah, I'm just going to give you some randomness. And like Frankie loves that shit. He'll just start wrestling you. He doesn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like okay, fine. We'll do it. You know, Quick shout out to Frankie Kazarian, man. He's still, he's just great. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were, they, throughout this match, they were talking about like the, the wild history he's had since he's been in AEW and it, the elite hunter, like just, just great, great guy. You know what I mean? Um, I wonder what's next. Ruby Soho. Point. Yeah, I wonder. We'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> Ruby Soho uh, got a quick win. Um, they've been doing some interesting stuff with her in matches on Dark. I don't know if you've noticed this, Charlie, but they've been like finishing matches differently with her, and like she's been taking on like random weird opponents. Like I like this. It's like she's just kind of like the female Dark. Just like she's the one that wins all the stuff on Dark. On, it's the, time to recruit her to the House of Black. Ooh. All right. Um, I still think her tagging in a mixed tag with like CM Punk would be sick. Um, oh my god, dude! Yeah, <laughs> I think I just booked a match. Anyway, um, she finished it with a no future kick. Uh, it's I I like it because it came out of nowhere like she did in this match. It's just an insiguri, I think, or something close to that. Anyway, yeah, it's like a back back heel kick or some weird. I, it, I don't I know. know what it actually is, but like it's it's good. I, I remember her hitting it on Nia Jax and it looking like she actually just kicked her in the throat. And I was like, I, I fell in love with it. Yeah, it's good. It's a good move because she can do it in a couple of different ways. Well, so, yeah, I said not. I, I totally meant Nyla Rose. My bad. I totally fucked that up. That's that's OK. It's it, it's what? OK. I would like to see those two have a match. Uh, I, I don't want to see Nyla get hurt. All right. Um, <laughs> Come on. All right, and, all, right, and, all, right. Uh, all right. Who can sustain more injuries match? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No. All right, I'm getting canceled for that one. All right. Um, so the next match we had Private Party uh, picking up a nice W uh, with one finger as the pin from Isaiah Cassidy. Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn are just great. Give them a push. They won't. 
They won't. We discussed this earlier. They literally won't. Just you like they won't think- push the acclaimed. Just like they won't push Leo Rush. Just like they won't push Dante Martin. Why did Dante Martin disappear off TV for a month? You're not wrong. AEW is doing this thing right now where they just need to start giving everyone six week title reigns so they can all have their title reigns. Oh fuck that! Nope, nope. Private I like party it up long. next. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, they have new management though, which we'll talk about. Absolutely. So, and then the final match of the night, we had Jay Lethal have a nice little quick end of, the, end of the night match. It was like ten minutes or something like that. I don't know. It was, it was kind Hell of yeah. match. Um, I liked. I liked the uh, the little like. I love when the crowd at Dynamite or Dynamite that Dark gets involved because like sometimes they yell dumb shit, but sometimes they yell funny shit. Um, and Jay Lethal is the crowd loved Jay Lethal. I mean, it doesn't matter where he goes. Jay Lethal's been around for long enough that everyone's just like, yeah, that dude's, dude's like. I, I still go back every now and then and watch the segment of him from TNA with him going back and forth with Ric Flair. It's still one of the greatest segments in the history of wrestling. It's so random, oh, like unbelievable amount of charisma. Just like the and like Ric Flair having to just acknowledge, okay, this guy's pretty good. Like, I, you know, like yeah, this guy's uh, got so some good. sauce. Uh, but the lethal injection is still a fantastic finisher, and I Beautiful. will do nothing else. Jay Lethal picks up the win with the lethal injection. All right, um, and I think he rolled out of like a like a, a schoolboy into the ropes, flipped in for the lethal injection. It was just a great finish to the match. Like now, for um, those that have been following us, they know what I'm about to say. Is that a coincidence? Both Jay Lethal and then Seidel and Lee are bookending the show. I don't think it is. We'll get to that later. Um, so, yeah. I I think there's something going I I hope and think there's something going on there. Um, but, yeah. Oh, we'll run us through the AEW Dark results real quick. And kicking us off from Universal Studios, Adam Cole versus Khan. Garrett, the hell is this guy? This guy, he needs to be signed yesterday. Exactly, but Anthony Green first. Anthony Green first, Con. Dude, give me Hook versus Con. No, because then Hook probably loses that match. No. Bring Con. You know, don't feed Hook to Con. He's a this is the kind of guy that they should recruit to one of those fucking teams and just start beating. I mean, but I was hard- thinking about that. He would be a fantastic tag team partner for somebody. Hey man, who would you put him with? Hmm. What's Kazarian doing right now? You know, mm. hey, hey, hey. Heck All right, but, but yeah, this this was a good match. Um, we've we've noted this before. A let's go, baby, Chan. Yeah, we've noted this before. But when guys like Adam Cole and stuff go on dark, they actually give the guys a wrestling match. And giving someone like Khan a wrestling match, someone who's kind of making a name for himself on the indie scene, and he's got a little bit of a fan base. For him to get this match, I think puts him on a bigger, a bigger scale, really. Right? Um, Adam Cole's promo after was kind of previewing uh, Dynamite. Money story time with Adam Cole, baby. He put over uh, DMD heavy, and yes. here he talked a lot about legacy. Yeah, I, Adam Cole cares about his legacy, and I think I mean, that, of course he does. Yeah, I think that was obvious from the fact that his group's called the Undisputed Era. He wanted to and, leave an undisputed mark on wrestling, and he did for four years in NXT. You know what I mean? And the fact that he cares so much about his legacy, I think it shows that he's not just going to come into this company and just, you know, he knows he knows who the fuck he is. He knows what he, he could fucking steamroll through this company in his sleep. But he's going to earn it, 
And I think that's why we're seeing the stuff with Brit and why we see, we're seeing the stuff with Jungle Boy and Orange Cassidy. He wants to earn it. They could have just put him right away, you know? And he knows they could have easily. Um, moving on. Absolutely. Ass Boys. It's an ass boy. Big, big week for them. Uh, this time it was Austin picking up the win with the sit-out powerbomb yes. neckbreaker combination. They faced a couple that fellas was- that I have not seen before, but one of them had a pretty cool mask. I believe his name was Lorenz. Lorenz. Um, yeah, was, they have some random tag teams, man, on Dark. It's wild. And then one of the one of these themes that I've been kind of jamming a little bit lately in our third match, Layla Hirsch. Dude. I'm digging Layla I like Hirsch. how she got signed purely off of like one performance, pretty much. She had been with the company for a little while, but like that one match that she had against Jake. It's just like <laughs> it's like we know what we got here, and it seems like they might actually be setting her up for Statlander. They tease that again in this. So talk about going and taking your your contract for yourself. You know what I mean? Like she literally was like, you know, I'm sick of not being on this roster. You know, like hundred <laughs> percent. Um, we had a quick squash match with Lance Archer for obvious reasons. They're trying to build him back up for uh, Hangman. In our fifth match, we had again uh, another quick squash match. This is just kind of build up for. The, uh, the match on Wednesday, and this was Varsity Blondes picking up a victory. Brain buster into, like, I don't even know. It was like a sick, I, this is what I wrote, sick quick combo of moves to end it. That's what it was. like. Yeah, Brian Pillman picks up that victory, and Julia Hart was not. She was weird in this. She didn't do any of this stuff on sussed out. Dynamite. Yeah. She did some of it, but not all of it. And I was just like, okay, so maybe they're not. It almost gives you the, the idea. Maybe they ran that idea on the tapings and then by the time the show came, they're like, yeah, you know what? Maybe let's not do that. Maybe let's not. Yeah. Maybe I think they want to insert a female into the house of black. I just don't know who it's going to be. Be kind of cool for a story to do. Yeah. Um, in our sixth match, we had red velvet picking up another victory and I don't think this comes as a surprise. I think we both kind of assume red velvet, maybe Jade's challenger at the pay-per-view or something. I think possibly she beats Layla, uh, and yeah, then, yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I really think Red Velvet's getting set up here. Um, Sky Blue again. Hey, she had a match against Serena. Okay, Bison so they're going to sign the Renegades, right? Clearly. Yes, and the Renegades look great. Um, <laughs> they look the same, but yes. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte and Robin Renegade. Yeah. They need to find some way to, like, you know how the Usos would always have one that would wear, like, like a, a, a rag or something, like, in their pocket so you'd know which one was, like, they, something needs to happen there. Like, Sky Blue has a twisting flatliner that picks up the victory, and I mean, look, Sky Blue, she she she's got a good look. She clearly, I think she can go in the ring. So hey, you know, more power to her. We can't, she didn't really get a chance on. Wednesday. I'm still waiting for the Anthony Green Sky Blue Red Velvet faction called yes. the Rainbow Warriors. I'm still waiting for it. And Orange look Cassidy it, special guest fucking enforcement. Oh Jesus! Um, eighth match, Anna J with Brody Lee Jr. Again. As we've noted, this is just kind of setting her up. You know, quick, quick. Wait a minute, Malachi Black. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> quick stat pad for uh, <laughs> for the next week. In our ninth match, this is the one we've been waiting for, Garrett. <laughs> Daniel Garcia with 2.0 versus Anthony Green. The greatest oh. of all time, Anthony Green. Holy well, shit, can these guys go in the ring together? Um, Anthony Green is – dude, if they don't sign Anthony Green and he ends up going somewhere else, I'm going to be so disappointed with AEW. He is He feels money. can't miss, doesn't he? He has that thing that I've been talking about for months now. He has I it. just can't describe, but he has it. And if you don't sign him, he's going to have it somewhere else. Like, 
And then he's going to become a massive star, and then you're going to sign him, and it's going to cost you way more money. You know? These like, guys had great chemistry together. 2.0 were being pains in the ass, you know, tag, ganging up on the ref. Fucking the modified abdominal stretch for the finish. That was phenomenal. Oh my God, just beautiful. They ever see a wrenching rack on submissions look so brutal. And I think that's like a lot of people like put him in that category and they think he's not as good because he does a lot of technical submission moves and stuff like that. But he does that because it looks so painful when he does it the way he does it. I don't know what he does that's different, but it, when he wrenches back, it looks really painful. Like it, it, I agree. Um, in our 10th match, Buried Country. Facing a quick squash Jockeys. match. Um, I mean, here's the thing. We know where this is going. They're just going to win a couple more just to get their ass beaten two minutes against an actual tag team. Want to hear what I wrote in my notes? Let's hear it. I don't care anymore. Just just get rid of them. You're not going to use Pain. them. Pain. Just, just cut them. Because, because you're not going to use them. You're just going to make them look like fools. They're not going to care, clearly, because if you ever see anything with the guys like from like any of the vlogs that they just randomly pop into... They seem like really nice guys. I don't like to like start shit. So like, I just don't think they'll ever stand up for themselves. So they'll just be. Yep. I agree. And it's, it's something to keep an eye on. Um, I hope that they can figure it out and that we can get, you know, maybe some resurrection for them, but it just probably won't happen. No, I mean, by the time it happens, they'll have lost to so many opponents on their way up. To exactly. stuff. It's like, it's not going to matter. Like I'm, I'm never going to see them as credible. Like Sean Dean, dude, he's going to have to win 60 matches in a row to even have a decent. Well, win but Sean Dean is a good enough wrestler and they've given him enough competitive matches. They, the thing is when they lose on TV, they lose badly. They don't get any offense in. I mean, we still haven't seen Wheeler Yuta or... Uh... Okay, of all the times the Bear Country have been on TV in the last two months, which is two, by the way, I've been keeping track because this has been a thing that I've been fucking ragging on for a while. Um, you can tell how upset I am by this. It's so annoying because they're really talented. This match showed it. They can do random crazy moves like the double, like uh, uh, whatever that thing is called. Like the This could be their second. version of, like, of a war machine, man. When, when those guys yes. were fucking torching Japan. Oh my God. And like that team was repackaged multiple times, like trying to get it to work and it just never did over there. And it's like, this could have been like the next athletic big man. Why is it every time there's an athletic big man team? The, the promotion just does not book them. I don't get it. Like, but I don't they know, will be booked here. Maybe, I mean, if they're okay jobbing out to everybody over the next, like, and maybe, maybe they are. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they need a leader. Hmm. Um, 11th match, final match, the main event is kind of teeing up our uh, dynamite match we talked about. Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta facing the wingmen, JD Drake and Peter Avalon. Could this be Peter's one of Peter's I final think that's matches? Probably Peter's last match at AEW. I would have to think. The Swan Song. His gimmick looks great. His hair looks great. I I actually enjoyed the match for what it was. It was only ten minutes long. Honestly, I was like kind of short for a main event. Yeah, and uh, Ryan Nemeth out there. I love Ryan. I uh, I hope we see him. He doesn't get booked. He, he's a guy that will end up signing with WWE for a lot of money. That's yeah. my prediction. I can he'll see. Leave. He'll leave as well. Team Normal. His brother over there. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine the the the, the oh, what would they call him? You think it'd be Ryan Ziggler over there? Yeah, they could. 
Yeah, probably. I mean, ah, who knows? Or maybe maybe something else. Maybe that's where they changed Dolph's Dolph's name. name. Maybe they changed Dolph's name. Maybe finally he becomes Nick Nemeth. Oh, Nemeth Bros or something. Oh, the Nemeth Brothers. That actually sounds and have them be a heel tag team. Actually, you know what? I'm kind of. I might actually get me to watch a little bit of it. Fucking Adam to the Dirty Dogs. No, but uh, Cassidy connects with the Orange Punch to pick up the victory. Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, hey, Dark was what it was. It was, you know, and they had some good stuff on there. So we'll hop into the main course of our meal here, and that is AEW Dynamite, Garrett, and a little bit of an emotional start to Dynamite. Um, I did not know this was happening. I'm not going to lie. The return of John Moxley. Um, here's the thing. I, we can't really put into words what this promo was. If you haven't seen it, you know, you're maybe you're just catching up on wrestling for the week, kind of listening to us and just kind of getting the, the vibe if this is worth checking out because this felt yes. real. It truly meant a lot from him. Um, right off the bat, the first words he says pretty much are telling a heckler to go fuck themselves. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, this is – I can't really say his words and put them into a better perspective than he did, you know? Yeah, I, what I wrote in my notes was this is, like, inspiring. You know, that's what this very, was. Yes, good good point. Uh, very inspiring. So this is an example of somebody who took the time to check their mental health and make sure they were okay and make sure that they were healthy. And rather he looked than, great. Oh my God. He looked exactly. He looked I like saw he those, I saw the side by side of him from, you know, a couple months ago. Last time we saw him. Holy shit. He looks, I mean, he looks, he looks exactly this. Yeah. He looks exactly how he did when he debuted as a part of the shield. Like he looks great. I think he wore that jacket the way he yeah. did with no, nothing on it to make that point. Be like, Hey, I'm, in just as good a shape. So that shows you how big of a deal this actually was, you know, like for him, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do with wrestling now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and we got a tease of that on, on rampage. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a, it was an emotional start to ramp uh, dynamite, but it was very good. We then cut to MJF backstage with Wardlow. He's cutting a promo and says he would have won if, if he was a seasoned veteran. Yeah. He basically was cutting a promo on Wardlow. <laughs> Yeah. Essentially, like he says that Wardlow put his hands on him and crossed the line, and then MJF he's like, "Look, buddy, I'm just gonna have to dock your pay." And then MJF <laughs> starts talking to the camera some more, but none of us are looking at that. All We're we looking can, at Wardlow. All we can look at is Wardlow, just staring at MJF angrily, staring a hole through MJF. I mean, that's that's when that finally happens. When he finally attacks MJF, it's gonna oh. be glorious. What if he's what if he costs him against glorious. CM Punk? Oh my god, I'd love it. Actually, no, I want them to have a finishing match. But no. <laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> I like how we're both in agreement. It's like, yeah, we were just watching Wardlow at that point. <laughs> um, and we then have our match of the uh, mixed tag that we talked about. So we'll mm-hmm. move on past that. The Inner Circles, Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz are doing a backstage interview with Alex Marvez. Jericho says he doesn't give a damn what Eddie Kingston has to say. And pretty much uh, or- Santana and Ortiz cut him off, dude. Yeah. He says, I mean, uh, they, Kingston said something last week that may be true and to tread lightly because they do give a damn about Kingston. I would love to see Santana Ortiz and uh, Eddie Kingston become a faction and then have Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, and, and and Chris Jericho remain as the inner circle. That would be awesome. And then as this is going on, they then say they do they question Jericho because of him. That may, that may be the reason they've never been AEW tag team champions. Think about it, dude. Is this our if, first ascension, like truly within the inner circle? Uh, they broke up originally, right? Once, like, well, here they've never technically broke up. They did 
feel like they went separate storylines for a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, because Jericho like, was like doing stuff, and then Sammy was going after the TNT title, and no factions really break up. It's kind of neat. No, it, even, and, the, even the Dark Order, which did break up, didn't really break up because they came back together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and and well, MJF uh, broke apart from the Inner Circle, and yeah, and, but the, and, that was, that a, was, that was a pseudo storyline. It was like two yeah. months. It was a beautiful storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Look, I, I'm I'm cool with this. I I love Santana and Ortiz, and I I really hope that they don't miss on them. I would love to I, honestly, and them and Eddie Kingston having history together, which I'm sure they do from the Indies that you could probably find and look up. Like that would be fantastic to see them tag up again. Um, and then like if if you throw Moxley in that mix too, I mean you could have some really yeah. fun matches, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if they're gonna touch Kingston and Mox. Adam Cole's they were a tag team. Cutting an interview says that Orange Cassidy has been a thorn in my side for too long. Challenged them to the lights out match on next week, and that will end his career. So yes, yeah. We got a quick uh, CM Punk and Sean Spears highlight. They're really team, and then we jump into the match. I say match quotations. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn, bro, Sean Spears took that fucking quick L this week. And I can't lie, I a bit, so yeah. Basically, Punk caught him right away. The GTS Punk wins one two three. Probably like 15 seconds, maybe not even. I feel a little bad for Sean Spears after that promo we did last week that was so good. Yeah, he cut a really good promo. He cut such a great promo just to get... But but for the story... Maybe that's why they cut the promo like that, so he'd have a yeah. moment before he gets brutalized. And, you know what I mean? Like, And for the story of Punk versus MGF and how MGF says... I mean, even with Lee Moriarty, you couldn't put him away in 15. It's like, for the story of this feud, this was the perfect decision and it caught me off guard i was so excited by it i'm like this is i love this yeah it was good i like i like i don't know when we're actually gonna obviously we're probably not getting this match till revolution so they're gonna find other ways to stretch this out um yeah i don't know how they're gonna necessarily do that i'm excited to see because you know they're not gonna have this match on dynamite obviously or they would have probably at winter is coming you know yeah so or or one of the other shows like that a lot of promos tonight. Um, we then jump backstage with a ba- uh, segment of Billy Gunn confronting Christian Cage. Christian looks great, by the way. Uh, yeah. Gunn says his boys are ranked in the top five and they deserve a match. And then uh, Christian Cage kind of insults him a little bit. He says, you know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, kind of noting that Billy really never did anything, you know, on his own. And then uh, the ass boys jump Christian and kind of beat the hell out of him. Yeah, so I guess that's the feud we're getting for the first title defense for Jurassic Express is going to be against Gun Club. So we've been, for like a few months now, we've been noticing I've been pushing the Gun Club on Dark. Yep. This is what it was leading towards. Yep, so um, this is a good challenger, and I'm glad, believe it or not, they're actually building a little bit of a feud. Hey! It sounds like we might get, like, even before we get the title match, or maybe after, we'll get uh, Christian wrestling with uh, Jurassic Express, potentially. So He looks like a six-man. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. It feels like that's what this is all going to lead to. Maybe at Revolution, maybe they'll have the tag title match before then, but the feud won't be over, but they won't give them another title match. Just keep that precedent, you know what I mean? They'll just have, like, a six-man or something. Because, like, like, Adam Cole did that even though it wasn't a title feud like they still did that like where they ran it back with multiple ways when they were feuding with uh orange cassidy with the elite or whatever um, yeah um orange cassidy sorry whoever it was anyway you know what i mean um yeah uh, they made it interesting so i'm i'm cool with that it, it's yes. like we've said the ass boys do deserve to do something based on the this rank dude, ass boy all right anyway um 
Then uh, another promo time. Cody Rhodes. It's probably one of the more important promos we'll dump into. Yeah, Cody comes just... out. There's the 16 to 20 foot ladder in the ring. Cody asks the crowds, what, they, what do they want to talk about tonight? And then he kind of, they're chirping at him a little bit. He goes on to say, like, how the pipe bump. He's like, oh, I don't know if I should say this, but you know what? I don't know if I'll ever get the chance. That's he, like the third time I think I've heard him say that in a promo. I'm I know. Honest. He says the pipe bomb was a new revolution. And then he starts getting real fired up. He's like, he talks about how CM Punk was the return of the decade. decade. And then he talks about how he did everything Punk spoke about in that pipe bomb. He did. He brings up the forbidden door. He says he built it. He talks about he's been gone for two weeks. And he said, I know Red Dragon graduated from hip talk, hip toss class, but I don't need to see the Bucks beat developmental again. <laughs> Dude. Um, and then he goes on to say, oh, man, this was brutal. He goes on to say, I know we're not in the business of renaming people Gunther McGillibuddy, but showing up to AEW calling yourself Brody takes balls. I never put two and two together about Brody King having that name. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they waited for so long. You know, they weren't it's possible. With it. And then um, the Gunther McGillicuddy. So if you guys aren't aware, this week they Walter uh, had a name change to Gunther, which was originally going to be Gunther Stark, which is a Nazi commander. Yeah, and uh, yeah, talk about putting yourself in some hot fire there. there, uh, there there's no. I'm sorry, but like. There's no one on fucking Google. <laughs> Why did they just change? I, you know, real quick. I mean, Walter to Gunther, almost. I can kind of see that. Like he looks more like a Gunther if you really think about it. But like, if uh, I really yeah. don't think just, it. this the, guy's he has, doesn't look like any name you're gonna give him because he's just a giant European man. You know, I had like a 700 day title reign, and we're gonna change his name. And it's just like, you know, this is something I used to bitch about so much when we had our raw audio podcast and we covered WWE wrestling weekly. Yes. My God, I fucking hated what they do with names. And you know what? AEW doesn't even think about it. In fact, we get people longer names. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about? Like, what's that? Did we talk? We might have talked about this briefly last week, but um, I guess Mustafa Ali's release is being denied. Yeah, dude, what the? He posted a picture of the Joker burning money. I thought that was fucking great. Like, he's just going to sit at home. Yeah, fuck yeah, he's that. just got to sit at home and write out his contract, which sucks because who knows how long and he's left. This is the on kind of stuff I know Tony Khan takes notes on, and he's yep, like, he's "Yeah, I don't want to be that guy." Ollie's going to be signing with AEW probably now, especially after this. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, so pretty much to end that promo, Cody calls, uh, says Tony Khan sent him a contract for his match against Sammy, and maybe it's not the contract he wants because, uh, as we talked about those contracts earlier, Cody Rhodes is also a free agent right now, but obviously mm-hmm. Cody's not just gonna. Oh, Stardust is showing up in the Rumble. I know, guys. Stardust isn't going in the Rumble. You know what? If he does, yeah, fuck you, you can see how disappointed he was when the crowd started chanting that. You know, like he was like, "Come on, guys! I'm not going to leave AEW. I helped start this place." You know, yeah. like so. Yeah, again, I mean, this sets up the match for next week. We'll talk about at the end, kind of what we think of that match. And my what, favorite not- thing he said. When he says when wrestling has more than one royal family, he doesn't just mean him. He means the entire AEW fan base is the royal family of AEW, you know, which That's, I thought that was really good line. It's nice. You know? It's very nice. Um, But, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see him and Sammy in a ladder match, by the way. <laughs> like, 100%. Fun. I'm saying that a lot. Too. You know there's going to be death. <laughs> that's, that's like my new so – I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill will take on Anna Jane an open challenge, and Anna says she will do it if she takes the win. 
okay, but you need to understand that I am that bitch. I love you know, Jade. I I believe her when she says this because she's so fucking. She got such a build that you're just like, holy shit, she's a badass. Um, yeah, that was just again a preview for Rampage, which we'll talk about. House of Black debut as a tag team against the Varsity Blondes. Not the longest match, but I felt like we kind of got to see the chemistry between Brody and Black. There was continuity between the last match that um, that uh, Malachi had with. Uh, what's his name? Um, Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, uh, where yeah. he did the spot where he screwed up. They they pur- it was actually one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Now that I think back to it, he purposefully messed up the springboard, and it actually looked more brutal because he purposefully did it. You know what I mean? Like, but it actually probably was just super safe. And then he just instantly gets black uh, not black mouse. What is it called? Uh, in AW, whatever the 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 heel kick or whatever that he does. Yeah. Right? Um, can't find it right now, but yeah, we don't black yeah, the, the, the knockout, the knockout, the black mass is what it was called in WWE. I can't remember what it's called uh, in AEW, but um, and he didn't hit the springboard properly, so he was a little scared to hit it. Now I think they'd done this with Pillman one other time, maybe or somebody else, maybe had a similar thing, and maybe in a different company even. But like, I like that it's good because he would be a little hesitant because he got psyched out the first time. You know, maybe it's not worth it. But then that leads to distractions. Leads to the you know this was a fast match. Very Brody fast. King looked fantastic in it. Um, yeah, Brody King ends up hitting Pillman with the slam, and he gets him for the victory. So Brody King, uh, another another first getting getting the win. We love to see it. Story nice. here is uh, setting up that after the match. Malachi Black's about to cut a promo, but Pac shows up on the screen for a video and says he has a newfound vision and purpose. And sees Malachi Black as every other Cretan in AEW, and he will this not. This is going to be a, such a good down. feud, dude. My God, this is like a this is something we. And do you know what we can do because there's a particular injury. We can have tag matches between House of Black, Pentagon, uh, and Pac. Uh, give me what I want. Which I need just it. sounds like strong style from hell. You know, like good. Those are four of the strongest style wrestlers I know of. <laughs> I am super down with that. So we'll um, see that. We then cut to a video of the returning Lance Archer, which that yada yada yada. We know they're doing that. And then there's a, a <laughs> Brandon Cutler is recording a video message for Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened here. I, I love they must have not had any cameras available or something. Like no, for some reason, I love this weird gimmick of. People going backstage to talk to Cutler because of the BTE thing. So it's, you know, people are going backstage to talk to him. And and now not only does he do all the Young Bucks footage, but now he's doing the people that face the Young Bucks. And so he's recording a video message for Trent and Rocky and they're challenging them. And they're going to re- reunite Rapungi Vice for one night. And, Oof. and they're Age being like, like one. they're being like super nice to him. And he's he's so confused by it. He's like. Oh, okay. He's not used to people being nice to him. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's these little uh, things. This guy with the fucking cold spray, and now this. It's like if if I were to create like a wrestling character in my head as like a stooge, you know what he has to do at some it. point. There has to be a moment when someone gets distracted and he hits a super kick on somebody. That's what has to happen. And it's like the greatest pop of all time for Brandon Cutler. People would go fucking nuts. He, they would go nuts. 
he hits it on Wheeler Yuta and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, literally the, the background guy against the background guy. He hits it on Marco Stunt. <laughs> Real quick, I forgot about mentioning this when we were talking about it earlier, but it totally just reminded me the Orange Cassidy and Britt Baker were in the ring and Orange started doing those little kicks. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That, that was, was good. beautiful. Um, we jump into Murder Hawk, Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts and Dan Lambert versus Frankie Kazarian. So I guess Dan Lambert's just going to be with two people. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Dan uh, Lambert, I mean, okay, so here's how I rec- reason this in my head. Jake's a snake is doing business with Dan Lambert in the same way that other people are doing business with each other later on in the show. Okay. Cause Jake, the snake doesn't really have a lot of connections in AEW. It doesn't seem like, you know what I mean? Like direct ones. So like maybe Tully cause of the age, you know, cause they're both right around for forever, but like they haven't had any, he hasn't joined up with the pinnacle at all. Although I think that would be interesting, you know? Um, yeah. So this match, uh, they're just kind of beating the hell out of each other. Kazarian, um, you know, he gets thrown outside the ring. He goes for the crossface chicken wing, but he gets countered into a choke slam. And then just Lance pretty much hits him with the helicoaster and the blackout. Just, you know, all of his fucking big boom, boom, boom mm-hmm. pins him. The story is kind of after the match. Ugh, fucking kind of feel for Frankie a little bit there, but he knows this part of the gig. He's putting over the next challenger. Uh, he gets mm-hmm. it. Um, Tony Schiavone is asking Dan. He asks what Dan Lambert is there, and Lambert tells him not to worry about it. So even they're like, "Huh? What are you? What are you they doing?" They don't quite know what they're like. If he's gonna be his new manager, because I could see him joining American, not necessarily American Top Team, but joining Dan Lambert's like gym maybe or something like that. Yeah. Um. Because I hope he, they don't abandon know, that. By the way, the MMA stuff. Yeah, because well, because that's the thing, right? Like, well, yeah, uh, they they mentioned it like a couple weeks ago on like Rampage. Well, I'm just saying, like with those randomly bringing in the henchmen. I, I, oh, it's nice. uh, that might have been a one time thing for the Inner Circle feud, man. It could have been, yeah. And because I don't think a lot of those, I I would have thought if any of those, including DeSantos, who looked phenomenal, you know, if they were interested in actually becoming wrestlers, they probably would have. You know what I mean? But like a couple of them, um, pretty heavy shit actually, but. Uh, yeah, oh, so it's yeah, we'll have to send it back. Um, you know he he goes. I'm tired of this cowboy bullshit. Yeah, eh, uh, that's already old, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like we've had two people say like the same shit. Yeah, like, that's, that's old already, and I have a feeling we're gonna probably hear it 15 more fucking times. Yeah. Um, this is a transition challenger. This is gonna be a fine match. They're gonna beat the hell out of each other. You know, they're yep. always attacking Hangman's character as not a real cowboy. I don't think that's the right route you should go, but... I mean, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, Yeah, that's I know. Like, it's just... It seems lame and somebody, cheap, but I get it. said something on commentary. Somebody said, like, it's not like Cowboy Bob Orton wasn't actually going out there farming. You yeah, know dude. I mean? uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They mentioned him. Someone that was pretty pointed cool. that out. And I, I thought it was good that they pointed that out because it's like, yeah, it's like, what are you going like, to – what do you expect? I just – I don't think – there's probably – Like, is the only real cowboy in wrestling actually Brock Lesnar because, like, he has, like, an actual, like, compound out in the middle just, of nowhere? It's just out of 1,500 like, ways you could start a feud. Saying he's a fake cowboy is like, come on, man. We're not fucking stupid. Ah, all right. Anyways, yeah, true. We get a backstage segment with Dante Martin, Lee Moriarty, Matt Seidel, Garrett. We talked about this last this week. Is, it's coming. Moriarty says, Dante, you had our backs, and we'll have yours until your brother comes back. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Before we get to the end of that promo, um, I I think they're gonna do it, man. I honestly think they see the groundwork here. 
they they I hope Tony's heard people talking. You know, what a better way than to get a new faction going with a lot of these wrestlers that have been seen as AEW dark guys. Literally. Even Jay Lethal, man. Like, yeah. Jay, Jay Lethal at this point is an AEW love, dark guy. I would love for Jay Lethal to become the leader of Top Flight, man. It'd be so good. And so when I hypothetically booked this in my head, I assume Leo would still be there. And obviously yeah. later in the night, later in the week, the news hope. broke. That maybe he's not, but in my head, there's a five-person group. Leo Rush, Dante Martin, Jay Lethal, Lee Moriarty, Matt Seidel. I nicknamed the group. Throw Darius Martin back in there because he's going to tag with his brother yeah, when he gets back. Yeah, as soon as he gets back. I nicknamed the group Time for Flight, kind of playing on Ooh. Leo Rush's you know, time and top flight and all that. And I wish that wasn't a line in Sammy's theme song. Otherwise, you could do it. Like, Yeah, I mean, look, I think honestly just sticking with the name Top Flight would probably work. Yeah, I think but, so. I think that's probably what they'll do because that's what I think. The, there's so much know, potential movies. here for a group of five young men, including you know, and Jay Lethal being kind of this older veteran of the group. You could push Jay Lethal as a single star, yep. while also pushing these guys as single stars, having them go on winning trips for the next six months. I mean, you could take any of the three of that combination of stars and make a trio out of it too when they do the trio styles. And it could. Oh That's the stupid thing about not having Leo anymore. Is that your, your easy trio is him, Darius, and Dante? You know what I mean? Because Lethal will be great too, but I don't know if I would put them in the trios division. I'd well, now I think your trio would be Lee Moriarty, Matt Seidel, and Dante. Probably, yeah, I would think. So hey, of the way um, they're working out, but well, unless Darius comes back, I feel like they're really going to try and tag them together when he comes back. As as detrimental as that may be to whatever Dante is at that time, you know, like. But then again, AEW cares a lot about the tag division, and that might actually be the best thing for him. Correct. Like, or you can be like the men of the year and only get promos and really never tag together. Because we're forgetting Darius is also talented as hell. Very. You know what I mean, like. So, so the, the second half of that promo, Team Taz is Ricky Stark tells Martin he has some kind of little brother complex, which <laughs> kind of got me. Uh, Hobbs says they warned they're coming after him. I love Ricky Starks, man. He's I do good. too. I'm so invested in this storyline. Um, yes. You know how it went with Leo. Hindsight's always 2020, but man, I wish they would have stuck him in Team Taz. I think right now Team Taz would be super elevated even more than just Hook. Now, Hook is bringing Team Taz to Oh, yeah, if you had Dante with Team Taz still with Hook, oh, my God, dude. They'd be like the the hottest faction in the company. And when it comes to things we don't expect in wrestling. The match Hobbs just had. Yeah, we we would never expected that. And it's like, uh, it's pretty cool. Um Anyways, I'll take us on. Chris Statler and Red Velvet are about to cut a promo, but Layla cuts them off and says Statler and Red Velvet have cost her a lot of money. Red Velvet says it's a miscommunication, and the next thing we see is Hirsch attacking both Red Velvet and Statlander. Garrett, the easiest way to start a wrestling feud, you cost me money. Easy. Easy. Literally. Easy. Fucking easy. And it makes sense. Every single one of us watching at home can be like, oh, yeah. Damn, that bitch. I could say I, I mean that in like, you know what I mean? It's like it's like <laughs> me and, and you talking like, like, this, like this motherfucking Garrett. He fucking he took hey. money from me. This bitch. Hey. I'm going to beat this bitch's ass, you know. You deserve You it. know what no I meant. <laughs> I could see of how referencing women. You're not getting your money back, dude. But um, no, it's like, that's the oldest way to start a feud. We can all relate. That's the word I was looking for. Jesus Christ. And then. Uh, <laughs> ten and ten. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, hey, man. A couple months ago, we kept saying, why is the only women's feud about the title? Look at how many we're getting now. 
Exactly. They Tony Khan clearly heard that. He heard, Absolutely. He heard we people, weren't the only ones saying it. It was no, being he, said for He for heard like people he, online saying this shit. And I'm fucking I think he got it through. Absolutely. Garrett, All I, right. I, I like Red Velvet too, by the way. I don't know, man. There's, do. there's something there. Serena D versus Sky Blue. Not much to note here. Pretty quick. Deep finishes it by putting her in the Serenity Lock. Um, I saw Deep mentioning uh, CM the her and CM Punk on Twitter. You know, back in the day with their, uh, I'm blanking on the name when they shaved her head. <laughs> oh oh yeah, um, ah, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, that, the toe. was that was that AJ Lee? Did they shave the head or no? No, it was Serena uh, Deep. They shaved her head. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, during the um, the yeah, like during the the Straight Edge Society stuff. Straight Edge yeah. Society. There it is. I was like, what the hell? I can't think of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that was Serena Deeb. That's so crazy. Serena Deeb kicks ass. I love that they mentioned that. Hey, maybe bring them back. Maybe when they turn punk heel. Yeah, because she's think a of heel, no so. match that you can think. Just kind of just there. Um, it's love- good to see Sky Blue is like being meant like you know she if she's going to be one of the potential opponents. I think she, we were looking at her Red Velvet. A few others as a potential opponents for Jade right now, so uh, I, I love, at least I have I, been. I like the story. I like the story of the match, letting Serena get a big win. You know who I think could actually be the one to beat Jade eventually, and this is going to sound crazy. Okay, I think Layla Hirsch could actually be the one to beat Jade eventually. I'm down with it, dude. That's a David they had that great match. match. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's the kind. I, I, I think she can work different matches, but I think that's the kind of match. I think it shows like just how good that match was. Anyway, I just think that's it just came to me randomly. But um, all ego. Ethan Page cuts a promo backstage, and Scorpio's there as well as Dan, and he challenges Moxley to a match on Rampage. Garrett, I know you were stoked about this. Yeah, I dude. Ethan Page getting the ability. The key has the ability to just call people out, and like he'll get matches. Like I like that. He's being treated like a legit star because now he's been in title matches and he's been, uh, you know, against the top talent. And I would just like to see Ethan Page get a meaningful win. That's all I would like to do. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. They show a hook highlight package. We see um, some New Japan footage of Rapungi Vice versus the Bucks. And then Garrett, this is something I can't. I have been waiting to talk to you about because I have no idea what your thoughts are. Okay. Matt Hardy and Andrade have a backstage segment. They have joined forces with Andrade. Hardy sold fifty-one percent of his company to Andrade, and Hardy says Andrade will now be the president. Hardy says HFO will now be known as AHFO. Now, real quick. Andrade has been doing business backstage for about uh, six to seven weeks now. I'd take mm-hmm. a guess and say. It all started like when he was paying off yeah. Pinnacle. If this goes all the way back, yeah, to him buying MJF's people and stuff. Yeah. So for Andrade's character, I totally get where this is going, right? Yeah. The other part I want to say, you and I have noted multiple times the HFO have been perennial losers. They yes. always lose. Uh-huh. They f- seemingly now have done a big change to that and hopefully can change the fortunes. That would be great. I would love to see uh, Private Party and some of the yes. other people in the HFOs. So those, those are my thoughts. Love to see all those people. Those are my thoughts. I think it makes sense for Andrade's character. And I think, think 
this could be good for the HFO in not being perennial losers. And when I mean perennial losers, I mean losing the match. They're all great wrestlers. But yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. what are your thoughts on this entire – this has been very controversial, I think, or people don't give a shit. Yeah, I think some people just – I think the HFOs get lumped in as kind of like not entertaining for some reason. I don't know why. Like they have a really good mix. Incredible talent, yeah. And it's just like – it's just a weird mix, you know, like um, – and I think – I just think that people would probably like if Matt Hardy wasn't on TV so much, maybe they wouldn't, but he's not really that much, like especially like lately. Like, I don't know. I, I agree. Like they went on dark a lot and they lose a lot on TV. It's like, right. That I, was my biggest thing. They needed to do something with this. So I don't know. We'll have to see if, if it turns out being good for them. Great. If it doesn't go anywhere, then what was the point? You know, like something's telling me we're going to see Andrade recruit to this. I would think so. I think they're going to expand. Like it, it's now. I would have because now you can have two sections. You can have the Andrade yes. section, and you can have the. And that means we could have like you could you could maybe if you wanted to specifically bring in some like luchadors or some lucha style or some like. I mean, you know, where my brain immediately went. My brain immediately went. Oh my god! Is this how he brings in Bandito? That'd be awesome. I mean, oh, you want to talk about bringing in a mercenary that just immediately changes the game? I also think he's going to start cutting people. I would like to see him make cuts. What if he makes a controversial cut and cuts the butcher out of the group? Right? What if he cuts George Joel? Yeah. What if he makes a controversial, you know, what if he's like, you know what, private party? You guys could be doing better. And, you know, and on his Andrade voice, I'm not even going to try. No, um, does that. But, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, hey, I think this could either mean two things. It, it'll never fucking matter or... This could turn around some careers. I think th- this is not doomsday for Andrade. People are like, oh no. my god, they're fucking killing him. He's he's got nothing out of this. This is what he's doing? Guys, his character. It just gonna- elevates that group. I, and I hate to say this, Matt Hardy is fantastic, but he just doesn't, on his own, do enough. I think if they had been able to get Jeff, which for some reason, again, it doesn't seem like... Th- some of these talent is just not showing up, and I don't understand why. I understand there's non-competes and stuff like that, but like... Damn, Jeff Hardy I mean, literally hey, got maybe released. this week. It could be that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, so um, I'll we'll jump can in. Imagine there. the pop of Jeff Hardy showing up in AEW, dude. Oh my god, I'd love it. I, I I just yeah, let's go Andrade. You know me, I love Andrade. It's different. So let's hope they do something with it. Darby Allen and Sting versus the Acclaimed. What what did you think of the uh, intro by the Acclaimed and the match overall, Garrett? I love every time that Max Caster cuts a promo essentially via a rap. It's great. Um, I, it's, I, I just it sucks because they're never gonna do anything with the acclaimed. You know, like, well, they they notice how, how the fan reaction. They at least yeah, they know that we like them. They're the so, biggest heel. They're like the they're the heel baby face. Dude. They're the heel team that everybody loves because when they talk shit, it's great. It's like uh, why the Miz was so over for so long because nobody could cut a promo like him as a heel for a long time. You know, like absolutely. So yeah, and then um, a bunch of dudes showed up that could cut better promos, and you're like, oh, the Miz isn't actually that good. Like you know, like yeah. As a main event, I think it was pretty good. The Goth face stuff was pretty funny. Darby Allen and Sting picking up the victory makes sense. I imagine that's going to be the Lucha uh, Jurassic Express challenger at the pay-per-view. But, you know. Potentially. We'll have to see. Um, All right. 
All right. So yeah, I mean, all in all, I think this was this was a this was a fun main event, right? This wasn't like the greatest main event we've ever seen. But no, but the the commercials I mean, weren't completely horrible. Which no, I mean they I hadn't been really lately at all. Yeah, and I think I, I want to say they see the crowd reaction with the acclaimed. Now, this is not the first time they put them in the van, in main event, even in this past month. No, they they know. So, Sting, man, holy shit! Real How quick. is he still so good? Like, I don't. What get the that. hell? Sting looks. Sting looks. I great. still want to see Sting versus. I still think it would have been fun for us to see Sting versus Billy Gunn in twenty twenty two, just to see how it would go. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Um, uh, do you in your head picture an end game that they have with Allen and Sting? Is there um, one, is there one right now, or are they just kind of playing it as it goes? This, I this think icon. when Sting retires, Darby will just go as a solo. I'm guessing. Okay, but I I maybe some epic heel turn. But possibly, like maybe he Darby. turns on Sting. Could you imagine? Sting. I uh, Darby is so likable. It's, I don't think that they would have as good of a. I mean, I think Darby could carry Sting to a good match. I don't think it'd be as good as if they just were to end it off in some way. Yeah, any kind of yeah. Because I think Sting honestly doesn't. I don't. I I because like, Darby's style is so reliant on like the dives and stuff like that that I just don't know if he could match that. Oh, I mean, he could so definitely do his face. stuff still. Yeah. He could definitely still do his stuff. He just isn't going to be able to keep up with the running the ropes. Like I've, I even when you go back to some of the matches he had in um, Impact back in the day, he was still not able to keep up with some of the younger talent. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, it, so all in all, thumbs up, thumbs down, world. I am I, going to give Dynamite a thumbs up. The mixed match agreed. tag, beautiful. Yeah, fun, fun show. I Me, mean, we we're so fucking. AEW just blesses. It's us. so easy to please us because AEW just doesn't do bad matches. Really, apparently the a lot thing... of people didn't like Dynamite last week, which I find so surprising. I'm like, what? Wait, let me look at what was on that show because I I remember really liking Dynamite yeah, last week. I, I people were I was kind of listening to some wrestling shows this week covering uh last week and they're like, yeah, you know, coming off of it last week, which was a little lackluster. It's like, what the? F-? AEW it opened up with an Adam Cole promo. Yeah. CM Punk versus Wardlow CM Punk if you really like CM Punk not getting squashed if you don't care about Hobbs I guess yeah there was a lot of promos last week but we even mentioned that on the show last week like that it was a promo heavy show and people probably weren't going to like that but there were some big moments Lance Archer came back Uh, Brody King showed up right Puck had his incredible moment how could you dislike that show I feel like Like, we're so blessed Garcia versus Guevara main evented how is that a bad show Right. Maybe people are picking that up. I don't know, man. Shout out Daniel Garcia. Um, let's jump into Dynamite. Or fuck. Rampage, which is the complete opposite of promo heavy. Um Literally. Well, sometimes it is. Four matches, including like just balls to the wall, like our first two. Yeah. Um on commentary we had Jericho Starks and Taz. I really love that team with Excalibur. Great. And team. starting us off, John Moxley is Back in the ring, facing all ego, Ethan Page. This kicks off with the collar and elbow tie-up. I mean, this was fun, man. This was fun. Ego can go, man. It was like our first 15, 20 minutes. Uh, This is... I don't want to dumb it down to like something so stupid, but like seeing Mox back and... Seeing him right back in it with a guy we love is Ethan Page. He, he plays a heel character, but like it is a vlogs, but he's such a nice guy. He's so likable. Yes. 
I, I don't really know. This, this to me is AEW. You should get pushed more. This this to match to me was AEW. I just... To let him and Scorp run after the tag titles for a little bit. They'd be great opponents for Jurassic I would, Express. I would love that so much. Dan Lambert would love that. Pretty much our, our match ends. You know, Mox hits him with the paradigm shift. He leaves the ring. He's going through the crowd. The camera's sticking on him pretty long. And we see someone standing there. Brian Danielson is standing there. And he begins to clap for Moxley. Dude, I cannot wait to see that. <laughs> Because we got it teased during the tournament, we were gonna get. Dude, it, you this know was mean? gonna be the this this was gonna be the final. By the yep. way, we haven't seen Miro. Hope he's all right. What the, uh, Jesus? Is Miro dead? Yeah, Question right? mark. You good, bro. You um, good? did the white light get you? Yeah. Outside of the really fun match, we oh, wait, did he get taken by God? Did he get sent to hell? <laughs> he's in the quantum realm. Oh, no. <laughs> um, no, man. This, ah, oh, dude. <laughs> this was like. When we think of like, this is going to sound so dumb, but when we watch Game of Thrones and it's a really really good episode and then you get hit with the cliffhanger at the end that makes you like the episode even more. That's what this Moxley match was into the cliffhanger of Danielson right there. And we're like, oh my God, I want to see that. So we'll get the promo for that probably next Dynamite, we'll think, or something like that maybe. I don't know. We'll see. That should be set up. That should be a pay-per-view match. It's only a month now, I believe, in between shows. You can save that. Absolutely. Promo of Jurassic Express calling out the gun club for attacking Christian. And I believe um, <laughs> Jungle Boy said, Billy Gunn, you old salty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you and your ass, boys. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was kind of looking down at my phone and then the promo starts. And you, you old salty bitch. I had to, I had to rewind it real quick. Like, Jack Perry said a swear. These guys are so fucking likable. Um, Jungle Boy is great. I love him. Probably our Rampage main event next week. Unless oh, yeah, on Beach great. Break and I missed it. But uh, um, yeah, we'll have to look at the matches. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just really setting us up for that. We've kind of talked about that already tonight. Uh, we get Nick versus Trent. We already had that. Quick Fantastic. video package with Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Shows how they're fishing. have the fucking match already. Yeah, what's going on with that? Why like Mercedes needs to move on to either A, somebody else, or B, not like before they had the match, but like, or B, like they need to have this at the pay-per-view or something, like, because they just haven't had the match. And they have Or Beach touched. Break, and I don't believe it's, I don't want to. I don't think it's scheduled on Beach Break, no. Yeah, so, huh. Weird. Um, eh. Hook versus Serpentico. We, Hook fucking nation. Hook nation. Day. We've talked about the presentation of Hook, the booking of Hook, whatever you name it. The, stream, the hookening. The hookening. Perfect name. Serpentico is doing a streamer thing, and Hook just fucking linebacker nails this guy. <laughs> he, he, just, he never got the streamers off, I don't think. No, he just crushes him. Then he hits him with a big overhead throw. Uh, Serpentico did get a kick in the face, I believe. And then Hook locks in the red drum, gets the victory. After the match, QT comes out to trash talk Hook. Hook goes right at him, takes him out, and then steps over him like Allen Iverson did. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! So man. now we're probably gonna get hooked. I've been saying, I said this back like two matches ago. I think we'll probably will get Hook versus QT next as his next match. And that's cool for you know. Again, we always talk about guys like kind of knowing their role in the company, and that's not to to rag on them or look. Every wrestling QT is a trainer, dude. Like he yeah, knows what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to train people up and then win occasionally so that people can beat him and it means something but he faced punk in chicago he faced yeah he gets big matches sometimes cody on a pay-per-view like this guy's had big shows 
He and gets now, those and matches. now you get to be Hook's first like feud. And he manages one of the cooler factions. Like. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, good for him. Um, good for Hook. Hook, I, I can't believe the presentation of this young man. It's, yeah, it's, he feels like it's a fucking fantastic. massive star already. And, and when he has that first like actually competitive match with somebody where they get some offense in on him and he actually seems like he might lose, that's going to be so much fun because you know he can go already. It's just now you need to put him in against I, some people yeah. and let them go. You know, I want to we'll see, see what he can do. Wrestle one of those technical masterpiece wrestlers in a uh, Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. Yeah, our brains, our brains, <laughs> our fucking brains, dude. We, uh, that's all we got to say. You know, it would um, be great. Actually, I was just thinking about this. I mean, obviously, Brian Danielson would be like the ideal match, right? Yeah, but. Of because he throws a lot of suplexes and stuff like that. But honestly, I, I could see him getting, I could see him locking up with honestly half of like AEW's roster because so many of the people do. But like, I was just, after watching some of Trent's matches, man, I think that would be a fantastic first really competitive opponent for him to go against. Especially because Trent seems like more and more he's kind of slowly pulling away from the best friends. Like, I, I feel the writing is on the wall for that. I feel like his okay. looks change. The fact that he's doing this stuff with Wheeler is not just because it's like weird and they keep mentioning it. So I'm not saying it's happening anytime soon, but like maybe if Adam Cole beats Orange Cassidy, it causes a rift in the best friends, you know? Yeah. I mean, oh man. Because it's weird. Like, I don't know. It just seems weird that he's well, like having that the route is open if they want to take it, right? I don't think they will, though. I think he just got yeah. back and they want to run some other stuff. But, you know, I don't know. Like, I, for a nice I just, baby face just, faction. But he could also be a guy for Hook because Hook's a bit, not a baby face anyway, so it wouldn't have to necessarily matter. But, like, I think him or, like, you could, anybody that just does a lot of suplexes because that's, like, some of my favorite matches from wrestling history are, like, Brock Lesnar versus, um, you know, uh, Kurt Angle. And, like, uh, there was this... British wrestling match between Will Ospreay and Marty Skrull on the indie scene where they did a bunch of suplexes and like dives and stuff like that. It was back when Marty Skrull still did dives and wasn't bad. Um, yeah. Bad person, you know? Um, and like, you know, shout out villain enterprises it was a great group. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Before, before that all, you know, before he became <laughs> yeah. unsignable, you know? Um, but like, I mean, yeah, I mean, so like, I just think that, there, there's so many great opponents you can put a hook up against eventually, and I'm excited to see who that'll be. Agreed. We jump to our Mark Henry interview. I'm so over this segment, man. Just just get rid of it, please. Nah, man, they gotta sell the shirts. Um, <sighs> so we heard God, what we heard what Jade it, said. TBS sounded was uh sounded out for, and Jade made it sound badass. And I was like, damn, this really is Jade's character. You know, Jade embraces the green factor of her character, like. You know that she's a, she's a little green in the ring. Jade embraces it. Yeah. One of the things she says is green is money. I mean, she. True. Outside of that, she the fact that she has the character part so fucking nailed down, you can push past kind of the the green wrestling a little bit. And then Anna Jade goes on to say, "Ah, oh, God, I cringe so fucking hard. I didn't want to say it. Tonight, TBS stands for that bitch Slayer. <laughs> My God, I think it, I don't know if it was the delivery." <laughs> I don't know what it was. Garrett, I heard this and I was like, I, I don't even want to watch this. <laughs> I don't even want to watch this anymore. I I love Anna Jay. We've talked about her plenty of times. She's fucking great. I would have been cool Jordan if she won the tournament. 
be cool if she won the championship off of Britt Baker. That being said, the time was 10.49. The match uh, is getting ready to start. They they go for their collar and elbow tie-up. It's already looking sloppy. I'm like, what's going on here? Something's a little weird. And then Jay kind of gets rolling. There's a there's a fun spot of her in the face of John Silver. And they're flexing in front of each other. And then Anna hits her with a clothesline. You might be thinking, damn, the match just started. It's 10.52. We have a four-minute commercial break. Which, if you take a peek over, Jade is uh, taunting the entire fucking time. I see her doing push-ups in the ring, dancing in the corner. I, I what, what was this like live? I don't want to know. Uh, I don't even know because I watched it. I watched it on the uninterrupted feed, so it didn't even seem weird to me. (laughs) We returned from the break, and Anna is in control after hitting Jade with a heel kick. I, I, I don't. I don't know what it was. I just don't think these two had chemistry. This was a better match to me than what she had with Ruby Soho. It wasn't like good, but I think that match was really, really like she just couldn't keep up with Soho. You know, like okay, and and I could see that point. I think. She the, kept up with Anna Jay. She just didn't have like a stellar match. I think the problem here was their timing together was just they didn't have it. <sighs> I, I, like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say like I, I'm a wrestler and I know exactly what timing is, but just from an audience standpoint, there was a, a certain move Anna Jay did in the corner, and it it was like I'm not going to name names, but there there was a wrestler in WWE that I would always point out, I'm not going to say it because it's mean, but they do these horrible fucking moves that we constantly call it out, like, how the fuck is that on TV, right? And Anna did it, and I'm like, there's no way. you. It, ah, it just, I get sucked out of the match, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm picking on them. This was, you know, I'm glad they got the main event. Jade's character's fucking great. Jade picks up the win. They 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 show that she's 25-0. and 0. She's screaming greenest money. They shot. They get the shot of her kid. It's like, damn, this Jade is money. Quite literally, that's why the green is money. Literally, I think what I took away from this was though. I don't know. It, it had to be the chemistry with each other. Maybe they just. Maybe this was quite literally the first day they ever worked together. Could be. It was a live match, and, so. and they're both. You know, neither of them are like. You know, it could be the way that Jade gets the jitters when it's live. You know, like. yeah, it's, it's something, man. I, I, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not going to pick on either one. It's just like there was something off to me. And and so you didn't feel that in Hook's first televised match. You know what I mean? Like, which is yeah. weird. But, um, you know, hey, they the stuff with John Silver was hilarious. You know, Simp Sterling was pretty good. Um, the finisher was beautiful. The setup to the finisher was a nightmare. But other than that, it worked um, in terms of the result. I, I think now yeah. let's now let's get a refute, right? But go Possibly. ahead. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't have anything else to add about that match. It was I enjoyed it enough that I was like, okay, that was a good main event. But it I really hated better. that commercial thing. That that was bad. Yeah, I, I guess it's hard because I sometimes I watch it and it's on the interrupted feed, so I don't notice the commercials as much. Yeah, this I mean, was, I know when they're happening, but I'm just like not paying as much attention. Like ten forty nine, they're walking out to the ring. They literally just start going. And then there's a four minute commercial. Yeah, I'll say that that what it did feel like it was sudden. I mean, was, like maybe yeah. this some time got cut from this match. Maybe that's why it maybe, felt a little. Uh, Rampage normally you know? doesn't we doesn't do well with four matches, so I don't know. But yeah, hey, 
I, I like the booking result, and at the end of the day, I think that's all that matters, right? Yeah, I think that's that thing really. Ultimately, so let's yeah. uh, let's talk a little bit about Beach Break. Well, before we do that, we need to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Oh yeah, um, you know, even if I didn't like the main event, that doesn't take away from the rest of the show. Thumbs up for me. I the first three segments kicked Agreed. ass. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Real so quick about uh, Beach Break. Let's cover last year's because this is the second annual Beach Break, and I feel like it's fun to, you know, talk about the first one. All right. So our first one, we had a tag team battle royale for the AEW World Tag Team Championship uh, match at Revolution. So the winner of the match went on a revolution. It's kind of nice to see the timing line up for this. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho won last by eliminating Darius Martin. Okay. Cool for so him. Was a bunch of, was it a bunch of singles? Like, but they were in I the same teams. That's what it's looking like to me. Like, so everyone was a singular competitor, but if you're if you won, your team won, basically. Yeah, okay. I think so. That's what it looks like. Doctor Britt Baker defeated Thunder Rosa by knockout in a singles match. This is a 13 minute match. Adam Page and Matt Hardy defeated Chaos Project, Luther and Serpentico. Wonder what the fuck they were doing together. <laughs> Lance Archer in a lumberjack match defeats Eddie Kingston in seven minutes. And Eddie Kingston was teamed up with the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. Okay. <laughs> that explains why, why he's on Ali's vlog so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kenny o- and in our main event. Wow. Wow, what a main event. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers defeated John Moxley and Death Triangle, Pac and Ray Phoenix. Whew. Holy, I need to, I think I need to go back and watch that. I'm sure it was great. What just a got match. Like lost in a sea of matches or something. 15 minute you know? match main event. I'm sure kicked ass. So yeah, as we like to do with our shows, we, we want to talk about the past. Can I say already off rip, this card for this one feels a lot bigger. It, that one, it really does. It really does. Not a lot. But maybe of that's because they've acquired new talent since then, and this part of the year they can afford to have a big show like that. You know, not afford, but like they have enough talent to. You know, yeah. So uh, Wednesday's beach break will take place in Cleveland, Ohio. Shout out Cleveland. Is Mox on this? Shout out Cleveland. I'm sure he will be. CM Punk is going to address the crowd. Britt Baker will also address the crowd. Santana and Ortiz with Chris Jericho versus Daniel Garcia in 2.0. Oh, wait, by mm-hmm. the way, can I just point out having a Pittsburgh person as, scheduled to have a promo in, in Cleveland? Oh, fantastic. It's going to be beautiful. Let's just have John interrupt her, huh? Um, and be like, hey, didn't my uh, the Browns may not have made the playoffs this year, but at least the Steelers are out. <laughs> it should have her curb stomp Baker. All right. Uh, <laughs> Red, <laughs> we get a. Uh, yeah, John Adam Cole's like, whoa! How you feeling about Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz versus Garcia in 2.0? I think it's going to end with Santana and Ortiz and Jericho probably winning, and uh, they're going to walk away from Jericho with Eddie Kingston or something. I think Garcia pins Jericho. Or maybe maybe that maybe what I said happens either way. Yeah, Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch. Good spotlight um, for them. Great spotlight. Yeah, this should be a good match. I like Layla Hirsch getting uh, essentially a pay per view match equivalent. You know, kind of. Yeah. Ladder match, AWTNT champion Cody Rhodes versus AW interim TNT champion Sammy Guevara. I'd let this main event. No, it can't. Never mind. Open the show with nope. this. Okay. I'd be down for that. Uh, I I and have it, no idea who's winning that. Uh, yeah, me either. I'm cool with either. The rubber match. Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy lights out unsanctioned. It's going to be crazy. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Um, on paper, that feels like a bigger card, just pointing them back to back. A couple names we'll see again uh, from the previous card, but a couple names we don't. Man, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Omega and the, the Good Brothers. That sounds like a fun match to watch. But yeah, Man, guys, I miss Kenny Omega. I do too. Hope he's doing well. But um, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, anything else you want to add for the people? No, not really. Just, you know, like I said, find us on social media. Find us on other platforms. Uh, I actually forgot to say this at the top of the show, so I'll go ahead and hit it now. Uh, whatever pl- podcast platform you guys are listening to this on, uh, make sure you guys go ahead and follow or subscribe us on that, whatever the little button is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. <gasps> Oh, or Spotify, and that'll pretty much do it for this episode of Eat Sleep Elite, and we'll see you all next time. Yes, sir! Britt Baker versus Adam Cole in a, in a marriage of destruction match! <laughs> <laughs>